Welcome to the Inspired and Probable Mompreneur Podcast, where we cover all things mom entrepreneur from idea to empire. I'm Angela Bell, mom, wife, serial entrepreneur, and general lover of all things pink and sparkly. I firmly believe that moms make the best entrepreneurs, and the best way to be the queen of your mom life is by creating time and financial freedom through your own business. Big or small, we are going to talk about them all. Let's get started, shall we? Today, I have an amazing guest, Christy from Clean Eating with Christy. Christy helps women develop the skills they need to lessen the overwhelm in their fridge so that they can consciously make healthy choices and gain confidence confidence in the kitchen. Thanks so much for being here with us today, Christy. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and your business. So I am a mom of two. My oldest is 23 and my little one is eight. So I have a nice span of 15 years in between, lots of experience. And now I get to do it all over again. I keep, I keep saying that she's like my second chance, you know, everything you, you wish you had done before. Now I get to do, and a lot of my practice in the kitchen and with food and, um, you know, just bringing things in for picky eaters really comes from trial and error with my little one, with my eight-year-old. So that has been fun for me. But what I do right now, I would was a childcare director for 15 years in my past life. So I have lots of experience working with moms, working with kids. Um, now I'm just getting to do it in the kitchen in a different environment. And I really just help moms make their routines in the kitchen very easy and very simple so that they can still provide healthy, balanced meals for their family without having to go to any special stores, without having to do anything special, just really making it simple for them so that they can feel prepared and less stress. Oh, I love that. So I'm very excited to hear about some of these things because I know that I've got, you know, gluten intolerance, some eat meat, some don't. Like an interesting thing. And I've been in the situation where I was shopping in multiple stores and just ending up with 10 cans of chickies in my cupboard. How can meal planning and prepping be made easy for moms? One of the things really that I have developed in my program really comes from my own experience. First, being a single mom with my oldest, working 50 plus hours, trying to figure out how to balance everything as well as that's where my health journey started. So I was trying to, you know, figure out what was working for me while still eating healthy. So something that I developed, you know, 17, 18 years ago has worked so well that I continue to do it now. And that's, that's what I teach. And really what we do is we miss the first three steps really of meal planning, because we jump to literally planning the meals where we have to take a step back. And we really have to look and see that like, what is going on this week for our family? What are our activities? What are my activities, right? What are my responsibilities? If I'm, if I'm doing a podcast like this, it's five o'clock my time, right? So do I cook dinner before? Do I do it after? Like that kind of a thing. I actually break it down into five steps. And the, uh, the women that I work with, they can either do it all five steps at once, or they get to take those five steps and fit it into their schedule, however they want to do it. So if you want, I can walk through the five steps with you. Very basic. <laughs> so the very first step before we even do any meal planning Consistency is key. So no matter what we're doing in the kitchen, we always want to make sure that it's a routine. We need to do it over and over and over again. So our brain remembers it. So I always encourage moms to pick the same day every week. And if they can to write it in their planner, whether it be a digital planner or a paper planner, write it in. I specifically like to do mine Sunday mornings when I'm drinking my cup of coffee takes about 10, 15 minutes for the first spot, but it's kind of like my time. 
right? Um, and so what I encourage you to do is to take out your planner and to look at your family's activities. We all have the kids' activities in there. A lot of times we don't have our own activities planned in, right? So when we can take a look at the entire calendar and we can see who's got what on what night, the sports, then we know if we have an hour to spend in the kitchen or if we only have 20 minutes for a crock pot meal, right? Like to kind of like scoop yeah. it out, eat it, and then run out the door. That's step number one is to really understand what your family's calendar looks like for the next five to seven days. Then number two, step number two is you want to shop from your kitchen because like you said, if you have 10 cans of chickpeas, right, you don't want to just mindlessly go to the store and like haphazard just buy 10 more cans, right? So Mm -hmm. we want to always make sure. And a lot of times too, so one of the things with meal prepping and meal planning is it's a budget, like it can really help you on your budget if you do it properly. So when you shop from your kitchen, you see what dried goods you have. If you bought any meat that maybe was, you know, on sale a couple of weeks ago, or if you shop at Costco and you get the big, uh, you know, the big bulk packages, you can cut them up. So shop from your kitchen. So you know what you have. So that's step one and two. Then step three is the actual process of, okay, let me look. Now I know my time that I have. I also know what ingredients I have or need. And now I can plan for my meals. And what I suggest, if you are just starting in this to start with dinner, because that's usually the easiest and don't plan any more than three to four meals, because that's where we get very overwhelmed. If we've planned seven meals and life happens. And now we have all of this stuff, right? Then we're kind of like a running around like a chicken with our head cut off. So just do three to four, give yourself grace, give yourself grace. Life is going to happen. And then also plan one night for leftovers in there because leftovers give you a night off. It allows you to clean out the fridge. You know, there's a lot of things that can come with that. Um, so you're going to take what you have in your pantry for step three. And that's where you go through your Pinterest. That's where you go through your, maybe your favorite recipes and put them together. And then step four is going to be making your grocery list, right? So you've written down your meals. Now you're going to write your grocery list. This is where you can either save time or you can (laughs) waste your time in the grocery store or if it's online, right? Because we can scroll online and see what they have for sale, you know, on sales. Um, But if you write exactly down on your list, what you need, you can get in the store and you can get out. So you're going back to, again, what you have in your pantry and don't wander the grocery store. Like, you know, already because you did the work ahead of time. Right. So the whole idea with this is that you're front loading your week so that you're not running back and forth to the grocery store 150 times. Take a look and see what you have. Then you're going to take that list, whether it's in your phone, on your paper, wherever it is, you're going to take that list. And that's what you're going to use to walk around the grocery store with. And this is a really great opportunity if you have kids to have them come with you. I know it can be a daunting task and the first couple of times it might be, but we're teaching them lifelong skills, which we want to do because we want them to be self-sufficient. You know, we're teaching them about the products. We're teaching them how to read. And if they're anything like my daughter, she keeps me on task. She's like, nope, mommy, we don't need that. Don't go down that mm-hmm. aisle. Right. So again, we're saving time. So we're kind of doing two things in there. And then step five, and this is the one where we always miss as well is when you come home, put a little bit of time into what you have because you already know the meals that you're going to make. So I always encourage women to say, what can I do now that is going to save time for the week ahead of time? So if you know you're doing tacos on Taco Tuesday, 
You could brown the meat or cut the onions or cut the peppers for the fajitas. Do that before you put it away, because then when you actually get to that night, you can skip, right? Those first few steps. That's where the celery, like if you bought celery for snacks or you bought it for whatever, when it gets stuck in the bottom of the crisper, what happens? It goes bad <laughs> and it's soggy yep. and it's gross. <laughs> so if we can do those things before we put the food away, then we are saving ourselves some time as well mm-hmm. during the week. And again, every week is going to be different based on what you have, but I try to somehow incorporate those five steps each week and then encourage moms to do that as well. And the kids can help you also too in step five, right? When you're bringing stuff home, have them cut, have them put away. The more they touch the food and the more they are around it, it's not surprising to them when they eat it because you can reference back to when they helped you in the kitchen. It's a group effort. But for me, because I had wins when they were little, it was something I do with them that I had to do anyways. And it got us out of the house now they kind of one or both will come with me. They're at the age where they don't speed up my shop, both sick. So they usually increase the bill and take more time making <laughs> castles out of toilet paper. But, but, you know, it's great. I agree. Like, it's really great to have them there. I like the idea of them helping with prep though, because, you know, this whole concept of, of them touching the food and stuff, it's, yeah. I never thought of it that way. And I think it's a really interesting way to think about it. And the other thing is too, right? We, I think as women, we, and moms, we just take on this responsibility of like the kitchen is ours, right? And it's like this huge thing where if we can bring our family into the kitchen with us, again, we're teaching them things that when they're 18, they actually know how to boil water or, you know, make scrambled eggs or something like that. But then the time that we're spending in the kitchen becomes shorter because we're teaching our children how to do things, right? Mm-hmm. Then we can do it. Short. So it's like, there's a lot to do it. I know it's easier, but then also too, how many times are we screaming at them or like yelling at them to like, stop fighting, stop throwing this up when mm-hmm. we're in the kitchen. Right? So yeah. it's different conversations that are happening, but if it's something new, we have to practice it. And we just have to continually be patient and give ourselves grace while we're doing that. And then soon it will be something that is kind of normalized, I guess. And they always say, you know, with new foods, like you need to Mm. expose kids to them so many times before they'll really eat them. And, you know, having them help with the prep is another way of exposing them to it. Yes. One thing I like to do is grab a random brood at the grocery store that we've never had before. Pause melon for the first time. That's so funny that you said that because I had somebody a couple of weeks ago try Santa melon, but you know, even for us too, right? Like I work with a lot of women who they are not nervous, but they just like, if you're not aware of what a Santa Claus melon is, when you see it, the first thing you're going to do is just walk by it in the grocery store because you're not even going to think it is actually something that you are working to do to try new fruits and vegetables, then that might be something that you do. And if you involve the kids, then every week, you know, one of them can pick something new. You can also give them that responsibility. How do we want to prepare it? Let's look and see, you know, how to make it if it's a fruit or vegetable. Um, You do that 52 times, right? 52 weeks Mm -hmm. out of the year. That's 52 new foods that you have, that you have tried and exposed your family to. And some you like, and some you don't like, and that's okay. Rather than just saying, no, I've never tried those before. You at least have exposed them. And I think one thing I found is that I'm often surprised by what my kids will eat. I made a curry one time and obviously didn't put the spice in it a little, but I was iffy. I was like, you know, hot dogs are back up. And then they ate it. Don't anybody tell them what it is. 
just let them try it. I was shocked, right? Yes. I think that's great. I know for myself, one thing I run into is that I do have some go-tos that I make mm-hmm. the kids that that I'd love if they be a little bit healthier. Things like, you know, whether it be mac and cheese or you know, something like that. So if we have kind of meals that we're relying on for some, you know, predictable eating, we know they're going to eat it. How can we make them healthier? How can we kind of, you know, feel good about like incorporating them into our meal plan every week? Absolutely. It's important. You do have go-to meals like tonight before meeting with you, right? I made one of our go-to meals, which is the shepherd's pie and my daughter loves it. One of the things that I do with the mashed potatoes on top is I also incorporate some cauliflower rice and I cook it together with the potatoes and then I mash it together. You know, it's more potatoes than cauliflower rice, but what's happening, right, is there, there's a different vegetable that's in there. I try to, um, so I'm really, really big on vegetables. Vegetables are like, <laughs> vegetables are my jam. So mm-hmm. I like to put them in absolutely everything. And you mentioned cauliflower mac and cheese. My go-to with mac and cheese is actually the same. It's cauliflower. And when you cook it with, so you can steam it separately. You can either use the florets or, or the cauliflower rice. I love that now they, make cauliflower rice Mm -hmm. so you don't have to chopping them right so you just pick it up from the frozen food section you can cook it separately and what happens is it actually takes on like a milk creamy consistency when it's mashed and when it's cooked so you can use especially if you have children or um, anybody in your family who has like dairy intolerance or you know is allergic to milk or anything like that you can use the cauliflower almost as a replacement for that And the important thing to remember though, is when you're making substitutions, don't do like everything at once, especially if you know that your family is probably going to be like, "Eh," you know, what is this? Do a little bit at a time. And then each time you just add like a little bit more in for that. But I really like to be able to take a very common recipe, like even spaghetti sauce, right? Like meat Mm -hmm. sauce. Uh, One of the things that you can do, cannellini beans are really good in the sauce. And when you mash them, they basically take on the color. There's no other, you know, color that's in there. You can mash them or you can puree them and then add them to the sauce. You're giving your family extra protein, Mm -hmm. um, you know, extra vitamins with the beans, pretty much, you know, with that. So I like to be able to take a recipe like that and, and modify it, you know, as much as possible. Also mushrooms. Mushrooms are really good. Like in chili, if you chop them small, they're a very good, almost like a meat substitute. So you can add it with the, with the turkey or the ground beef or whatever you're doing to more in there along with, with the beans. Cauliflower mac and cheese actually is a... No, I a love staple that. our home as well. Yes. And then you can still use the cheese and, you know, still use that. But then at least that way, if you're adding another vegetable in, it is, I think for moms, it's just a peace of mind. Families should be eating more uh, fruits and vegetables, especially the vegetables are harder. So it just gives us a peace of mind, even if they take one bite out. Like where would a mom start if she, you know, doing more from scratch cooking or doing more in the kitchen, but she feels overwhelmed and I've taken on some of this stuff. Like where would a good place to start? So one of the things that... I like to ask is, so what are your goals for doing this, right? For some, it might be for losing weight. For some, it might be just they want to eat healthier themselves so they can model for their family. You know, there's different reasons why. So you always kind of start where you are with that. And then you can build from there. So just kind of a really easy example, as much as I love to cook from scratch, it doesn't always happen. And it's, you know, I 
even working from home, right? I don't have time to spend hours in the kitchen. I'm still working. So when you know what your goals are and you really have a, you know, an understanding of that, you can even take a meal like a rotisserie chicken that's already cooked at the grocery store, bag of frozen vegetables without all of the cream sauce, right? So you're going to go to the basic, you're going to go like to the cauliflower to whatever that may be. And then you can do uh, microwave sweet potatoes even, right? And by doing that, that is a really very basic meal, but it covers everything. If you are going into it, you know, for exposing your kids more, you've added the vegetables and the sweet potatoes with that. And the time isn't so crazy because you don't have to spend hours in the kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. And then your chicken, you can use in different ways. You can use it as I, I mean, rotisserie chicken go, can go a hundred different ways. Cause you can yeah. use it on your salads for the week. You can shred it. You can use it in tacos. So I just like keep everything as simple as possible. That's the one thing we do is we tend to overcomplicate it and say, okay, I have to be healthy. I have to go shop at whole foods. I have to go to you know, order all of these things where that's where the overwhelm comes in, because really we don't like you can go literally go to the grocery store and buy a rotisserie chicken and make an entire meal from that. Um, we forget that. Right. So we just have to remember, like, what are our goals? Why am I doing this? And then you can ask yourself the same question. Like, is this serving my goal? Right. Mm -hmm. And if it is, then you're good. You know, you did it well with that. So just really kind of like ease it. Don't overcomplicate it. <laughs> I'm a recovering overcomplicator in the kitchen. No, me too. The fact that there are burgers with buns yes. on the menu every week is a big debt for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it has to be made from scratch and I'm going to do all these things. And I was like, nope, not going to do it. If there's one meal, if you really want to do it and there's one meal that you can do it, that's where when you look at your schedule for the week and you can say, okay, you know what? I truly have on this day an hour to spend in the kitchen. This will be my day to do it. Then go ahead and do it. But, you know, on those days when there's burgers on the menu, you're going to like load up the vegetables on the other side of it, right? Have that. We get wrapped up in that. We just have to remember again <laughs> what it is. Don't overcomplicate it. We've all survived this far, so we will survive again, you know, and then it's just a new way. When it comes to lunches, packing my kids lunch, kind of get by on like bag rice cakes and, you know, whatever I found in the fridge that day. Like, what can we do to not add more to our life? like to our overwhelmed plate, but still good lunch. Because I know lunch is one that just seems by the wayside. We either don't eat it or we end up going through the drive-thru or like me, we grab a bag of rice cakes and, you know, a can of tuna and call that a day. Again, right. So let's go back to what are our goals? What do we want mm -hmm. for ourselves? Very important things is if we are not fueling our body properly and nourishing ourselves, then we cannot possibly take care of everybody else that we have to. So while the can of rice cakes or the can of tuna and rice cakes will fill us, we're going to be hangry. When we get home, we're going to be going through the pantry and we're just going to be nasty, right? Kind of remember that feeling of what that looks like. But the other thing is too, is if you are, and it doesn't have to be the same like every single week, but I like to prepare at least one stew or curry that I can use at lunchtime and warm that up for myself. And then I know if I don't actually spend the time to make what I want to make, then at least I've got that and I can pull that out of the fridge. And I can, some people even will divide their soup when they make it right away, when they take it out into four different individual containers, put it in the fridge. And then, you know, I've got this for the week. I can go. 
all you have to do is grab it and you don't have to think about it. What I did last night actually was I made a salad for dinner. And then before I put everything away, I made another, cause it's all out. It's the drudgery of like pulling everything out, chopping it. And that's why we don't want to do it. So before I put everything away last night, I thought ahead and I was like, okay, how can, again, how can I save time? for myself this week. I don't know when I was going to eat the salad, but I made it and it, it's in a Tupperware in the fridge and it's there for me on one of those days where my husband needs it or when I need it and it's there. Even just doing simple things like that, taking five minutes, let me chop this up. Let me do a, you know, a quick salad for myself that works too. So it's another mindset shift which we're not used to doing because we're used to living in the now. What can I do to save myself time? So if I make this soup, you know, can I eat it during the week? You can, you can probably even have it for dinner too, right? Just kind of one of those things. And yes, it takes a little bit of time up front, but in reality, totally exhausted. And we don't want to make one more thing for us as a backup. I know I've got that, you know, in the fridge that I can use. Because we have to eat every day. We have to. <laughs> no, absolutely. Really great advice. I will put it to good use because rice cakes and tuna is just not going to cut it. Um, so Christy, we've got some moms in the audience that could use some help. Where can they find you? So Instagram, clean eating with Christy. So Christy with a K and clean with a K. Keep it very simple. Spend a lot of time in my stories, just walking through my day and giving different recipes and different tips. I also have a really fantastic community on Saturday mornings. It's free. Do it on Zoom. And it's just a group of moms and we get together. It's nine o'clock Eastern time. We ask questions and we talk about struggles. What do you need for this week? And it's an open community too. It's very helpful, cool place. So we do that as well. So any final pieces of advice that you could give our moms out there? Give yourself grace. So overwhelmed with just everything that we're doing for everybody else, we forget that we need to do this as well. And I think one of the things in the past few years that has really meant a lot for me is that while I, you know, when I'm meal prepping and planning, that actually is self-care for myself and for my family, because if I'm not feeding myself well, then I cannot possibly take care of anybody else. So just give yourself grace, make sure that you're giving yourself time to at least look ahead and plan ahead for a couple meals during the week and you'll start to feel better. But grace is huge. We need to, we need to do more of that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Christy. It's been really great talking with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Inspired and Profitable Mompreneur podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave a review and tell the other mompreneurs in your life. We rise faster when we work together. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of future episodes. You can follow me, Angela Bell, on Instagram and Facebook at i.am.angelabell and visit my website at angelabell.ca. Until next time, remember, the woman you see when you look in the mirror is exactly what a successful entrepreneur looks like.